throughout this whole process, something that kept coming forward to me, and this is something I would invite you into, and, and this is like, regardless of whether you're calling in your partner in life romantically, a business partner, it really doesn't matter, like your life. If the thing that you wanted showed up right now, like in this moment, would you be able to receive it? What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. And I'm going to be honest with you right now, this episode's going to feel a little out of my comfort zone, (laughs) but you know what, if we're not growing and we're not challenged, we're not changing. Right. And I love keeping it 100% real with you, but you know, there's always areas that feel tender or scary to share or personal that, you know, maybe you want to hide a little bit or keep kind of close to your vest. But, um, if you guys follow me on social media, I'm at the Melissa Martin. I shared an Instagram post the other day about a conversation I had on a dating app and my experience with it. And it got such an overwhelming response. I've had so many conversations in my DMS that I figured, you know what, I think I got to give the people what they want. And I'm going to dedicate this entire podcast to sharing my experience in online dating. Now, if you are new here, hi, I'm so excited that you're here. I love that you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And backstory, you can scroll back to um, the beginning of my podcast. I share a story, a boldly courageous story about transitioning out of my marriage in 2019 and what that container looked like. I will link that um, in the show notes below if you want to take a listen to that. So it'll just give you a little bit of backstory. I'm not going to go into that on this episode. Um, But I think I'll bookmark that for the past year and one month, I have been single. And I recently, I would say maybe in the past six weeks have started to entertain the idea of dating and this world that we live in right now, um, doesn't really allow for in-person, um, organic connection. Um, so I've decided to start leveraging dating apps and I had a lot of resistance around it. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I will link another episode that I did with my girl, Sharzad. She's a love and relationship coach, and she actually helped me to shift my perspective on dating apps. So I don't know about you guys, but, um, I had this real negative sort of view around dating apps. I've always kind of held this intention that my person will be, a friend of a friend, or we'll meet at a networking event or some way organically. And dating apps to me felt kind of sleazy. I've heard lots of terrible stories about dating apps. And so I was very, very resistant to it. And honestly, if I really sit in with it, I think the resistance around the dating apps is the intention behind it, like the forward intention that it's going to call me into having conversations. And that felt scary to me, like men in my energy and like putting the intention out to date in an app felt 
scary uh, because it's something new. I've never used a dating app. That's not true. I used one when I once I moved to Texas in 2008 and I didn't know anybody. And I got on match.com for like 10 minutes and I met a few people and then I was like, oh, get me off here. I didn't like it. So, you know, I think for me, I really had to work through some stuff on getting on the app. But what I want to share with you first is kind of the journey leading up to this whole experience. And then I'll share kind of my view on dating right now where I'm at in my life and kind of bring you guys along on this journey. Who knows? Maybe I'll make like a series out of this. Is that, do you want that? Should I do a dating series? I can bring a lot of dating experts on. I'm actually going to bring um, a matchmaker on. She's a good friend of mine. And we're going to talk more about like the energy behind dating. Anyway, I digress. So let's talk about this past year. So for me, um, 2020 was a year of deep growth. And for, I know for a lot of people and um, being that we couldn't be out in social settings, I think for me was actually a blessing. I had a lot of healing to do around my past relationship. I, lot of, I had a lot of healing to do around all of my relationships. And this pattern that I've been in for my entire life has always been just move on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. And so I'd have really deep, connected, amazing, involved relationships. Like I'm a relationship girl. I've been in several long-term, like a year plus relationships. Um, and then in between I would jump right into, uh, dating or being in like a shorter term, maybe three months or less relationship with different men and not really dating like multiple people at once, but it was like, I would latch on, like I would meet somebody and kind of latch on and meet someone and latch on. And i um, never really was quote unquote single. And when I say single, my, like what I mean by that is I think, I feel like there's phases, right? There's single, there's dating, and then there's committed relationship. And then if you want to consider marriage single to me, how I define it is not entertaining any relationship or dating, not really being in the energy of men, but really being in my own lane and not like flirting, not sexting, not hooking up, not dating, none of those things. And so I've never done that. I've always been dating or in relationships. And so never really had given myself space truly to explore the relationship with myself. And I feel like a lot of people kind of fall into this trap of never actually dating themselves. Like I've been in a long-term year long relationship with me and really getting to observe where my energy goes, where my mindset goes, um, where my edges are. And it's really been beautiful. And I feel like I'm at a place where I'm open to inviting other people into my space and moving out of the single life into the dating life, which requires men. And I, I prefer men, um, for you, it might be women or whoever you identify as a, a romantic partner. So this pattern shows up for me in my life. And, you know, after I transitioned out of my marriage, I needed to heal. I really felt like this deep calling to rest, to cry, to feel my emotions. And I was in, I wouldn't call it a dark space. Like I'm using quotes for dark, but it was definitely a deep space of lots of resting, lots of crying, lots of nurturing my soul, some isolation, um, connection with people that could really hold space for me, having lots of conversations and genuinely just healing, just healing. And that took about 90 days. I would say it was three months. And when I started to come out on the other side of that, I started to feel 
like restless. I started to feel like I wanted attention. I started to feel like this edge come up. And this is where the new, this is where the old pattern would show up of, okay, I'm ready. I want attention. I want attention. But I knew that it wasn't coming from a truly aligned place. It was an old pattern that was showing up. And I was feeling lonely. I was feeling like I want someone to be messaging me. Like who doesn't love the feeling of seeing the new guy's name on your phone and you like, you get butterflies and like you're texting and it just kind of gives you something extra throughout the day to look forward to. And to me, it was like a false sense of excitement, right? If I can't generate that level of joy and excitement on my own with my own life. I don't want to rely on somebody else to provide that for me because that's codependency. That's this idea of wanting to be needed. And uh, that's an old pattern for me. And I talk about that a lot in uh, my podcast about transitioning out of my relationship and healing codependency and really exploring that. So I hit this point where I realized, okay, here's the lesson. Here's the first like quest that I'm on, right? This is the first challenge or lesson that I have to really sit in is explore this need for attention or this desire for attention. And where was it coming from? And kind of sit in this space of celibacy and single life. And yes, I mean celibacy as in not having any sexual partners and really just like sit in that and know what's coming forward and what, um, what is, what is the lesson in that? And so I moved through that and I started to evolve my thoughts around um, coupling, conscious coupling, being lonely, being single, being independent and self-sourcing joy and love and excitement and started to redirect that energy inward. And that was kind of phase one. And then phase two was really interesting. This started to happen, like I'd say around like May or June timeframe where I would be on social media and I would see a friend tag somebody else in a post and it would be a man or someone that I would like, I would have a physical reaction to like, Ooh, like he's cute or he's handsome. Or there's something about this person where there's some sort of chemical reaction in my body, which signals some sort of attraction. And so there were a few men that actually came into my energy field. Like I've never really had conversations with them. There wasn't any flirting or dating, but it was an awareness of these different types of male archetypes that would come forward. And so when I use the word archetype, what I'm meaning is they represent a specific type of energy or a specific type of man. So you could have like the Renaissance man, or you could have like the spiritual man, or you could have like the businessman, right? So these are just maybe different types of men that started to show up in my energy field and started to represent for me what was possible. When I would think about, okay, if I'm going to call in a partner, a life partner, my king, you know, my twin flame, my soulmate, whatever you want to call it, if I, if I can truly manifest whatever I want, and this is for everybody, like you can truly manifest whatever you want. Your desires are divine and you don't have to feel guilty for it. Like if you want a man that will take a backseat to your business and play more of a role at home, like you get to have that. If you want a man who is like super successful and will take care of you so that you don't have to work, like you get to have that, like your desires are divine. And so for me, I think it was really number one, noticing like, okay, what desires do I have? And do I have shame around that? Do I have guilt around that? And then these men started coming forward and I started to feel into their energy of what would it be like to be in a relationship with this type of man or that type of man. And I started to like build 
my Frankenstein. <laughs> it's like the weirdest analogy, but it's kind of what I like. I want to take this personality trait from this person and this characteristic and that physical thing and this, this. And like, if I could build my dream partner, what would he look like? And what was interesting for me in that experience was I started to notice where these thoughts would go. Like I'd have thoughts in my head and I would pause and be like, what the fuck? Like, where did that come from? Like, I remember this one man showing up in my vortex of life or energy, whatever you would call it. And I started following him on social media and I was reading some of his content and watching some of his videos. And I started to feel like, Oh, like I'm not good enough for this guy. Like he's too evolved. He's too tapped in and he would probably see my shadow side, my wounded feminine, and he would dump me and he would leave me and I'm not worthy. And I'm like, what the, like, where did that come from? And that was a really powerful experience. So I got to sit with that for a little while. I got to follow it instead of bypassing and ignoring and like shutting my Instagram off and stop following him and being like, oh, that doesn't feel good. I was like, no, this man is coming forward into my energy field as a teacher. What do I have to learn from him? Like, what is this experience? So I would sit with it. I would meditate with it. I would journal on it. And I started to recognize a pattern. And I had some amazingly beautiful breakthroughs around the type of men that I had attracted into my life before, what I decided I was worthy of and how I could change that story and, and come to a decision that I was worthy of whatever type of man I want, no matter his social status, no matter his spiritual status, no matter his place in life or whatever. Like if my, if I want that in my life, I get to have it and I'm worthy of it just by being me. It doesn't matter my bank account. It doesn't matter how much debt I have. It doesn't matter what my body looks like or my circle of friends. Like none of that matters. I, me, my gifts, my thoughts, my presence is enough. And so it's been really interesting to see these incredible men who don't even know they've done this for me come forward in my life and just be themselves. And through that process, give me the opportunity to heal layers of myself that I didn't even know were there. So that was like, I'd say May to July. And then like August or September hit. And I was like, you know, maybe I'm open to the next evolution. And for me, the next evolution was like, okay, I feel like I love my life. I feel like I love myself. I've healed a lot of these wounds. What's the next level? And the next level would be actually inviting men into a conversation, like actually dating or at least talking to and inviting men into my life. And um, when I tell you, like, I was not having DM conversations, there was no flirting. There was like, literally, there was such a clear boundary of like, I am not energetically available for this. So I was like, okay, I, if I'm, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to call this person into my life, like there's probably some kinks I'm going to need to work out with like being awkward or more, more uh, triggers will come forward for me to heal. So I ended up going on this beautiful, beautiful trip with my girlfriends in Sedona in the end of July, early August. And my intention for that trip and coming into the end of 2020 into 2021 for me was to step more fully into my feminine power, was to tap into my sexual energy, was to tap into my feminine, to be open to receive, to create space for my king to come in and to really be in that divine feminine energy so that I could come from a place of wholeness and completeness. And Part of that was really recognizing that there is still some shame that I'm carrying around my sexuality or shame that I'm carrying around my body. And like 
sex in general and just like men. And there was just a lot. And so I set the intention on that trip to heal quite a bit of that. And whoa, baby, like I went all in when I commit to something like I am all in. And that trip for me was like a reclamation of just my sovereignty as a woman. I was able to cut all the cords with men that I had had in the past, like any lingering energy. And I'll be honest, there were a few that were really hard. Like I realized that, wow, I'm still holding on to this relationship or I'm really holding on to this connection. Like, what is it about it that I'm holding on to? Why is it hard for me to let go of this? What are the stories? So again, it was like this next level and this next layer of like learning about myself and these energies that I was holding on to. And I'm so big on energy. You guys know that like energy is everything. And I'm carrying around all these stories and all this baggage and all these energy from other people, there's no space for my king to come in. There's no space for me to even live. Like I'm carrying everybody else's shit. Like, no, I don't need this anymore. So that experience for me was kind of like a clearing. And it really allowed me to kind of like reclaim my sovereignty and step more into my feminine and this energy of regality. Like I am the prize. I am worthy. I am whole. I'm complete and continuing to heal and grow. And Throughout this whole process, um, something that kept coming forward to me, and this is something I would invite you into, and, and this is like, regardless of whether you're calling in your partner in life, romantically, a business partner, it really doesn't matter, like your life. If the thing that you wanted showed up right now, like in this moment, would you be able to receive it? And this has been an anchoring for me over 2020 about everything. Like if I want to make $300,000 this month, would I be open to receiving it? And do I have the structures and the foundation in place to keep it and own it and appreciate it? If my king were to show up today, would I be able to receive him from a clear, aligned, loving, healthy place or would old wounding come up? Right. So for me, the answer was no. Like if he showed up right then and there, like I wasn't ready, but it fucking motivated me to get ready, right? Because that's what I want. So my invitation to you is if if the thing that you want is in, comes to you today, would you be ready and willing and open to receive it? And if not, then you better get ready. And what is it that you need to do to get ready? Because it's coming and you don't want to self-sabotage it. So that trip for me was hugely transformative. And then it's just about preparedness, right? Where else can I be ready? What other wounds can I heal? What other mindset things can I shift? And how can I be so in this energy of alignment and integrity, right? Like I want to walk into this relationship with clear integrity and knowing exactly what I want and what my values are. And I'm not willing to settle. and I'm not going to bend just because I want to be loved. Like I'm worthy of it. And I want to be in the vibration of love and meet someone in that same vibration. So the work for me through the end of the year was self-love and really anchoring into my gifts and who I get to be and like I get to choose and I'm worthy as who I am. So the the end of 2020 was kind of the, that evolution. And in the end of the year, I decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I downloaded Bumble and to be honest, I literally had no idea how to use this app. It's comical. Like I, I just was, okay, let me just like see what's out there. You know, like who, what kind of like juicy men can I like look at and be like, Oh, he's cute. You know, whatever. It's kind of like an extension of what my experience was on social media. So I download Bumble. And like I said, I literally had, I had no idea how to use it. I was swiping so, so on Bumble, when you swipe left, it's a no. And when you swipe right, it's a yes. And the way Bumble works, um, I mean, I know there's a million apps out there, but I chose Bumble. Um, the way Bumble works is 
in order for a man to start a conversation with you, like he cannot proactively reach out to you. You have to swipe right on him and that lets him know that, Hey, I'm interested. And then he also then has to say, I'm interested. And then that allows the two of you to match. And then you can start a conversation. Well, I didn't know that. And I was just like swiping right on guys thinking that they would like stay in my queue somewhere. And then like later I could go back and be like, Hey, you know, and I could like connect with them. So, um, I had been swiping on these guys and they had been like matching with me, but because I didn't make the first move or initiate within 24 hours, the match then expires. So all these guys that I've been swiping on were like swiping back and then like crickets. And so I basically ghosted them. Sorry, guys. I universally send you, I'm sorry, apology. I didn't know what I was doing, but it was just, that was kind of the first step for me. And and it was probably a solid month before I even one knew what the fuck I was doing, but two, like actually said hi to somebody because it took me that long to build up the courage to do it. Um, so I was just kind of testing it out and seeing what was out there. And I had to kind of work through this feeling of rejection. Like I felt guilty swiping left on some of these guys, because I was like, these are probably people that really are genuinely looking for love. And I'm like rejecting them. Um, and that feels kind of shitty, but I also know that I'm also releasing them energetically from my field so that they can go find their person. So it was kind of like a double-edged sword, but yeah, it was kind of weird. I'm like, Oh, this is like a lot of like rejection energy. And I also started to realize that some people really do not have clear intentions when they get on dating apps. Like some of these profiles, I was really disappointed in like these men that put no effort into their dating profile. I'm like, I can only imagine what it's like dating you. Like if you're not willing to take good photos and put some thought into your captions and what your intentions are, I can only imagine how unintentional you would be in our relationship. And you know what? Everyone has their own way and right and intention behind how they choose to use apps And clearly for me, I want to connect with people that have clear intention. And so that was a very easy filter process for me. But I'm telling you, like, it's just mind blowing to me. Some of the things that I saw, I'm like, this is a true, like, example of marketing 101. Like, this is your storefront, gentlemen and ladies. I'm sure like, I've never seen the other side of this, but I'm sure there's plenty of men that could echo everything I'm saying. But like, this is your storefront, right? And if your storefront looks like shit and it's not inviting, like I'm not coming in, (laughs) right? Like marketing 101, you got to put your best stuff out there first, or at least make it look enticing and interesting so that I want to actually walk in the door and like shop with you or buy with you or have a conversation. So I start chatting with some people and I, I remember like uh, being in the kitchen with one of my girlfriends and I'm like, Oh my God, this guy wrote me back. Like, what do I say? I was like, ah, so new at this felt like a schoolgirl, like in junior high or high school. Like, what do I say? Oh my God. He liked my photo. Like now what do I say? Oh my God, is he flirting? And it was such a new experience for me because number one, I've never really done online dating. I've always just met my partners uh, organically. And number two, it's, I mean, I was in a committed relationship for seven years, right? So it's been so long since I'd been having flirty conversations with the opposite sex. Like it just hasn't happened. So this was like new and exciting and fun. And, and just, again, it also brought up a lot for me around wanting attention and having patience and asking good questions and noticing chemistry and and all the things. So 
I've been chatting on Bumble for probably two months now. And then I decided, you know, what? I don't really like Bumble. So I switched to Hinge and I like Hinge because there's, it feels more free flowing. Like men can message you and you can search more and they're funny prompts and stuff like that. So, but the same kind of experience on like some of these Hinge profiles, like some of them are so funny and I want to like comment back. I'm like, Oh my God, that was funny, but I don't want to match with the guy. So it's kind of like a bummer because I want to be like, Hey, you're cool. And I think what you're saying is funny, but I'm not interested in dating you. So bye. You can't do that. Right. That's kind of like shitty. Um, but so hinge has been a better experience for me. I've met some really amazing guys. I've had some cool conversations. I've had some not so great conversations and I've been on a few dates and it's been interesting and fun just to notice like, again, my energy with dating and I get super nervous. And, um, so here's my advice, ladies, first and foremost, you gotta like take some time and really study their profile and notice how your energy feels. Um, like, is it a, like, does your, does your yoni open up? Are you like, Oh, he's cute. Right. Um, are you feeling tinglys in your body? And then read their captions. Like, are they one worded? Are they very direct? Are they kind of blase? Um, are there good photos on there? Do they crop people out of their pictures? That's a hard no for me. Like, don't put a picture of you and a girl on there and then crop them out. Like I just, that's a hard no. Um, that shows to me that you don't really care a whole lot about your storefront. And then you're probably not going to care a whole lot about how we connect. So that's just the thing. But anyway, um, so notice your energy and then, yeah, like find something to connect on. Like, I think that the key to connection is asking great questions. So, you know, there are some generic questions you can ask, like, how's your day going? I really like to ask, like, what's your intention for 2021? Cause that, you know, that prompts a deeper answer or like what keeps you busy and excited these days. Like that lets you know, like what they're passionate about. I don't personally like to ask like, what do you do for work? And what do you think about the weather? And like, that just fucking kill me. And you can Google like great questions to ask on dating apps. I'm sure there's so many out there. So my experience with dating has been interesting. I will spare you the details. Maybe I'll do that in another podcast episode um, because I don't want to like roast anybody, but I've had some great experiences and I've had some not so great experiences. We'll just leave it at that. But I did want to share one story and this is the one that happened on my social media. So I was um, chatting with a guy on hinge and we were, you know, having a good conversation and he was asking me like, what do you do for work? And I was telling him about my business and like, I'm so passionate about it. And you know, like, what do you do? And, um, he hit me back with this question that said, okay, so why are you single? You are beautiful. You seem to have a good head on your shoulders, dot, dot, dot. And I really had to pause. Cause I was like, okay, I've gotten this question before where someone has asked me, why are you single? And that's the question. So tell me, why are you single? What's been your past relationship experience? Have you been married before? Do you have kids? These are all really great, valid questions that prompt deeper conversation. And I'm so open to that. And I've honestly had really great conversations about conscious relationships and uncoupling and, you know, dating and all the things, marriage, everything. But it, so it wasn't so much the question it was how he phrased it. He added in, you're beautiful. You have your head on your shoulders. Why are you single? And to me, the way I received it was, well, you seem to be this, this, and this, which would lead me to believe that a woman like you who has all these characteristics wouldn't be single. Like a man would choose you, or you would be in a relationship as if my beauty or my business acumen or my mindset would be a determining factor 
for me being in a relationship or not. And I took issue with that. So I said to him back, I'm confused by the question. And about two hours later, I went into my hinge app and our conversation was gone, which meant that he unmatched with me. And I was like, wow, I just got canceled. Like this guy literally just ghosted me and canceled me on a dating app because I was confused by the question. So I don't know if he just was like, fuck this bitch, I'm out. Or he didn't want to answer the question, or maybe he felt insecure or intimidated. I really don't know. I don't care. But I took to my social media and I started to talk about this. And here's the thing. I don't think that there's any timeline or qualification or requirement or checklist that makes you any more or less lovable or any more or less ready or qualified. Let's just use the word qualified to be in a relationship. You don't need to be chosen. You don't need to be perfect. You don't need to have all these things done first before you are ready to be in a relationship. You don't have to have any of that. It's a choice. It's a conscious choice. And I think that we are in a society right now that glorifies relationships, that glorifies uh, toxic connection, that glorifies this idea of a savior mentality of like, I need someone to save me or I'm wounded or like, I've had a broken heart. Please don't break my heart. Like all of that bullshit. It's all driven by programming that we see in the media, that we see on movies. I was actually having this conversation with my business partner, Sandy, and her and her partner, they're in a very conscious, loving, connected, elevated relationship. And they are talking about movies and how hard it is to watch romantic comedies because the storyline is always the same. The girl's in a relationship. She gets dumped. She gets cheated on. She meets the funny guy. He's emotionally unavailable. She's emotionally unavailable. Something dramatic happens. He saves her. He heals her heart, blah, 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 the end, right? Or he chooses her. Like Prince Charming comes along and chooses her in the end. And the other guy didn't choose her. And she's like, well, fuck you. You didn't choose me. And this guy did. So my life is great, right? And it's like this whole like culture being built around like that love is the answer and love is the answer, but it's in the wrong context, right? Like love, someone else's love is the answer. I want to see a movie about how this girl is like, fuck you, I'm out. And then she goes and like gets her groove on and makes a million dollar business and impacts the world and stays single till she's like 60. Like, where's that movie, right? Like you go girl. Or like she gets super picky choosy about the men she dates and like cancels all the toxic guys and like finds her king. That doesn't sell though, because it doesn't fit the narrative of what we've been sold. And so I feel like there's this, you know, negative connotation and I've experienced it too. Listen, like I've felt it. I'm like, okay, you're 45 years old. Why are you still single? Right? That is the question. Like what's wrong with you? Why has it taken you this long to find a partner? Is there something wrong with you? are you bad at relationships? Like my mind has literally gone there and I've had to catch myself and be like, whoa, sis, like, what, are, where is this coming from? What are you projecting onto other people? So we live in this society and this culture that says like, if you're not married and you don't have kids by a certain time frame, that your value system is off or there's something wrong with you or that you aren't open to receiving love or you're too focused on your career or that you're going to die alone and be lonely. And I feel like people get into these relationships because they're so afraid of being alone, right? There's this like terrible, terrifying feeling of like loneliness and being alone. Two totally different things, by the way. Being alone is a 
actual physical thing. Like I'm alone in my apartment. Like there are no humans around me. My dog is next to me who I'm convinced is a human in a dog suit, but that's another topic for another episode. But like, I'm physically alone in my space, but I am not lonely. Lonely is a state of being lonely is a vibration and lonely is a choice, right? So you can be in a committed relationship and still feel lonely. (laughs) You can be around people and still feel lonely. So the loneliness is where the lessons are. The loneliness is the gift. The loneliness is an opportunity for you to explore the motivation to not want to be alone, right? It is the place for you to explore the shadows and what are your intentions around coupling? Is it conscious? Is it from a clear place? Do you know what your values are? Are you aligned with that? Are you in love with yourself? And can you bring that level of self-love and self-awareness and self-connection into the container of a relationship with someone who is also in love with themselves? And then you can create this beautiful bond where you're not seeking something outside of yourself for the other person. That to me is what a conscious relationship looks like. And until for me, until I was in that place, I didn't want to muddy the waters and confuse myself with somebody else's energy. And unfortunately, I think that we live in a society that glorifies coupling from an unconscious place. And that's why our divorce rate is so high. And that's why people rush to get into relationships. And so you know, I have a whole different view on marriage and relationships having gone through my experience, which you can listen to in the other podcast. But um, yeah, I know for me, ultimately, if I want to be in a connected conscious relationship, which I do, I want a partner that I can share things with, I can celebrate him and we can co-create this beautiful life together and have these experiences together and who can, you know, be my match and my partner, my mirror. But if I want to call that man into my life, this king into my life, then I must then first be in the energy of receiving attention and having these conversations with men. And I committed to myself that when I started dating, I would play full out and I would be fully aware of where my thoughts go and having conversations that don't feel good. And let me tell you what, it has been an experience. Like I'm so fucking blessed and grateful for it. I have been able to have conversations that I've never had in my life. Like I've been in experiences that I've never been in before because I was open to it and I've done the work. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And it's fun and it's exciting. And my, my intention for 2021, my word for 2021 is flourish. Like I just, I really just want to flourish in every area of my life. And my, I have, I wrote down, um, I wrote down my values the other day. And uh, it, was, it was just a really powerful experience. They channeled through it a meditation and they just came to me and um, I want to, there are seven different values that I have for my life and I want to be able to flourish in every single one of them. And I feel like I just want to soak up every single opportunity and experience and person and energy that I can to flourish in every single way. And I know that that's going to create a container to bring this man into my life and we can share these beautiful things together. So, whoa. That's my love life. I'll save you all the juicy details. I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'm going to divulge that deep. Um, That feels a little vulnerable for me. And obviously like there's other people involved in those conversations and I don't want to um, share that without permission, but when the time's right, of course I will, I will do so. But anyway, that is where we are at. And I honestly, my intention in sharing this is not to make this about like the Melissa show. Obviously it's really about, um, just providing you some context of like what it looks like to be in your forties and single and dating and in this new world of digital connection 
and um, hopefully give you some things to think about if maybe you're in the same space as me, maybe you're thinking about dating or you're curious and I'm always open to having conversations. So slide in my DM girl, let me know your thoughts if you wanna have a juicy conversation or if I can support you in any way. I have some amazing women in my life that are love and relationship coaches. Um, and you can go actually uh, click the link below in the show notes to check out the episode I did with Sharzad. It was so juicy. She's amazing. I should have her back on the podcast. Maybe I will. Okay. Um, that's it. That's what I had to share with you guys. I love you. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me, holding space, celebrating, and, um, you know, just exploring this. I love you. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Bye. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.